Not Man Enough Podcast. What's up? What's <laughs> going on, guys? <laughs> So <laughs> Sam's really happy to be here. He is excited. The whole intro is us just trying to make the other people laugh. <laughs> That's it. it is what it is. We're literally like looking at each other, just like trying to make each other laugh. Instead of just muting the microphones. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I don't do that. But we made it like a little game. It's, it's, it's like it's a great. game where we try to see who ruins the the intro <laughs> first. We're really just children, is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um. Yeah, so Not Man Enough Podcast for those of y'all who might be newer to the podcast. Um, the point of the name, I, I mean, it's probably been a while since we've explained it, but Not Man Enough Podcast. The reason why it's named that is because there's only been one man who's ever truly been man enough, and that is Christ. And so as we uh, sojourn in this life and, and as Christians, we, we grow we're looking to become more Christ-like. And so we're not man enough. Like we never will be on this side of heaven, but by God's grace, we grow and look more and more Christ-like. So that's kind of the point of the name. Um, yeah, so we're, we're going to be part two of our um, spiritual warfare series. And last time we talked, we identified the enemies. Uh, if you haven't listened to that, um, go back and listen to it if you wish um we we talked about how the things that we battle against are um the world the the outer enemy we've got um the inner foe which is your 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 fallen nature your old nature um and then we have the uh the adversary which is the devil um and we kind of just you know pulled some verses on those subjects and just kind of identified but we didn't give like the solution of like okay what does scripture say about the battle how do we go about battling and and that's what we're going to actually talk about today and actually the, i thought this was at most going to be like a two-part series maybe a three it's actually looking like it's going to turn into a four yeah um which i think is good um because we're going to talk about that and then the next episode we're going to talk about um the armor of god mm-hmm. everybody all you know every anytime anybody ever talks about spiritual warfare it's like you can't leave those out but i I wanted to actually talk about in depth and i felt like if you try to fit that in with anything else we weren't going to have enough time to really be you know to be thorough enough and so um we don't want to do a two to three hour episode for the sake of people's time (laughs) yeah um so yeah the last one was uh pretty long (laughs) it it was pretty long we 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 need to try and do a little bit better i'm not sure this will be any shorter i I don't know how long i mean it wasn't our longest i don't think it was was over an hour and 30 minutes well i think it it was was like it was like under 30 i think 130 i don't remember okay anyway Jocko podcast like five hours long it's fine yeah well we're not Jocko. yeah uh, We've got more important <laughs> topics, so we should go we're six too, hours. We're too skinny to be anything like Jocko. Yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, so, true. and by the way, I, we haven't been good at doing this, but we also wanted to give our uh, our contacts and, like, if you want to find us on social media. Um, 501. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Phone, no. phone number. No. Okay, no phone numbers. code um, disclosed. Yeah. Um, no, they know where we live. Five 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 five. Yeah, five five five. Yeah. Um. No. Uh. So yeah, Matt, Sam, if y'all want to just kind of head that up, uh, we've got an email. 
We also have uh, Instagram, and we've got Facebook. Y'all got all that information. Well, well, okay, so Twitter, right, we're working on the Facebook. Oh, we're but, working on yeah, Facebook. But we, yeah, got, right. we got Instagram and Twitter right now. That's right. An, an email, of course. But A.K.A. Uh, X. X, yeah. Yeah, Man, Twitter. I, I just, I, I, I'll never adjust. I don't know if it's going to work. I'll never adjust. Yeah. Um, it was a hit or miss for Elon Musk. Who knows? We'll find out. But anyway, on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, it's a capital N, not man underscore enough, and then you'll find us there. Yeah, and Instagram's just not man enough. Yeah. So and you know, so you'll see our logo, and okay. uh, for our email, it's just not man enough podcast at gmail dot com at gmail dot com. Yeah, all one. Again, use that email if you, if you want any of these things. If you want. Um, suggestions for um is it manly that would be great um any segment ideas great yeah um and if you have any prayer requests that you're you know if if you want that to be you know obviously not seen by the public fine like you know dm us yeah or you could even email us and that's great yeah we would really Um, really love to hear from you guys yeah, we, we keep saying this, and, like, none of y'all care to talk to us, apparently. <laughs> it's making uh, us sad. One <laughs> we're, kind of, we're, we're kind of starting to get a little depressed. Yeah. Um, no, um, yeah, and so, and, you know, I hate to be this guy, but I was told that if, like, people like our uh, podcast on the things that they're listening to, to it on that it helps out the algorithm i guess so maybe like if if you like the podcast you know give it a good rating if you don't mind i mean don't lie about it i mean if you think it's terrible i guess but review it you can just yeah i think you didn't have to use rate it yeah if they be a good rating well don't say that yeah <laughs> Prefer, well, preferably a good rating. It, preferably, it's good. Well, <laughs> right? I mean, we all I'm know just if you have bad thoughts, to, keep them to yeah, yourself. Yeah, keep them to yourself. Yeah, Make us feel, encourage us. No, but but we try we try to post more often now. Um, we're trying to ramp up our social media presence, if you could say. And so, we're trying if to be you follow us, you should see more content. Influencers, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, influencers. Yeah. I mean, we got our many fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> our one fan, <laughs> we do have one fan in this room, yeah. one fan that we always have in the room. <laughs> but yeah, we're trying to step up our uh, presence on there, so you you should see more content and stuff if you you like that kind of stuff. Hope, hoping to get in the video at some point, but it's complicated. Yeah. It well, yeah. We we will be launching a YouTube um, channel eventually, but that's in the works, and that's going to take a little bit. So we'll see. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, let's uh, let's let's get into the subject today. Um, so we talked about um, you know identifying the 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 enemies of the faith, um, the things that we battle against in spiritual warfare. Today we are going to. Um, talk about how how do we battle against these things and um i wanted to start off by um actually uh starting off in ephesians 2 and i'm just going to read ephesians 2 1 through 10 because i think that it it identifies all the enemies there and it also uh speaks to our solution so um and 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 we're gonna go through each individual thing after that but let's start off with this um and you were dead and the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now in work and the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, 
carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. Okay, you've got, you, you have the devil mentioned, you've got your fallen nature, your fallen flesh there uh, mentioned. You also have the world mentioned. All three are mentioned in this, uh, in, in these few verses. And then we got chapter four, the very famous, but God, right? Um, and this is that's sort of where we become we go from being the enemy to becoming that's right the one the ones uh, fighting the, against the enemy that's right this yeah. is a solution yep. where right? the Lord the Lord brings us out of the the presence the family of darkness and brings us into the family of light into His own family and adopts us and yes. where we are now fighting uh, waging the war that He has been fighting right and so it says but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which He loved us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. Not as a not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship. This is so important. For yeah. we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Okay, so I, I, the reason why I read that long segment is because you get the, you identify all three of the enemies that we battle against. But you get a very gospel-centered yeah. answer, right? Yeah. And so that's the foundation of it all. I mean, all the things that we're going to talk about is it, the foundation is the gospel. It's Christ, yeah. okay? Yeah. And so when we go into all these things, the, the answer is it's always going to lead back to Christ mm-hmm. and, and what we have in, in Christ. And so anyway, we're going to start with the world. That's what we started with last time, so that's what we're going to move on to, the world. Um, I know we all have uh, references that we're going to pull up on this and, and scripture, so um, y'all jump in. So this will be conversational. What, what did I say, Sam? <laughs> no, no, it's like you said we all had references, and me and Trent are like, <laughs> we do not have references. Trent has a couple. I, okay. I, I believe okay, in okay, them. Okay, okay, okay. You have a Bible open in front yeah. of you. What is it for? <laughs> it's for looks. For, it's just for looks. For, I'm a hypocrite, I admit. <laughs> for context for everybody else, the reason that I shook my head is because I barely made it here to even record it That's all. That's true. Yeah. We, yeah. Were, so. we were waiting on his arrival, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, um, I'll, I'll start. I'll start by a reference here. Um, let's, let, let, let's go to Romans 12, too. How about that? That's a good one. Um, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. All right, so we get it one answer there, right? How do we battle against the world? Yeah, this is really going to go into our our next episode too on the on the yes, on the absolutely the armor of God, uh, specifically the sword of the spirit. And that's because the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. And here we see in chapter 12 of Romans that uh, the renewal of our mind and uh, 
by testing what we may discern, what is the will of God is only through the word of God. That's right. It's only through uh, the Bible, the, the scriptures, that we can know what is the will of God, his revealed right. revelation. So it's it's the word of God. Um, how do we know? How do we renew our minds and know? Uh, in other words, what's the standard that we're testing and may discern things, right? What, what's the standard that we use? It's the word of God. It's yeah. it's it's the truth. It's it's God's will. It's um, we we know these things from God's word, and so that's how we battle against um, the the uh, the rebellion of of mankind. The 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 thoughts that are against God. The the philosophies that are against the God. The accusations of Satan. That's right. So yeah. it's um, you think about Jesus in the wilderness too. Yes, yeah. and yeah, that's a good reference, and that's we'll, we'll get to that on the devil. Um, um, I, I wrote this down. Uh, I, it was something that I, I had heard someone say or read it. I don't remember if I heard it or read it. I'll be honest with you. But I, I like the illustration of, of the glass with water in it. And so I wrote this down using that analogy. Um, being transformed by the renewal of your mind is accomplished through God's word. Our minds are either shaped by the ideas and values of this world or by the truth of God's word. Just as water takes the form of the glass it is in, so it is with our way of thinking and beliefs. Whatever we use to set the boundaries and limitations of what is good and what is deemed as evil will decide the shape of our thinking slash worldview and ultimately the way we live our lives. I mean, it, yeah. it, it gives us those boundaries. It gives us the truth of, you know, it's going to conform our mind when we read it and when the Holy Spirit reveals it to us. And, um, Anyway, if, if y'all want to add to that. Um, well, I was going to say is that uh, we're planning on doing one episode, I think, on the means of grace. We might do that. And then so it's Did really... Did I not be- mention that one? I don't think I don't think we have yet, but because uh, that would be episode yeah, four. Yeah, that would Sorry, that would yes. be around episode four if we do that. Uh, we should be doing that. But on the means of grace, in terms of the spiritual warfare, our minds are renewed through those. Like that's the primary yes. way. And right. that, we'll talk about that more, but whenever it comes to the word of God and then how our minds are renewed, we often fall into an individualized, like that's isolated, right. personalized mindset of thinking like our minds are renewed uh, through, through that way, through personal, maybe Bible reading and stuff right. like that. We're really what was set out in the the first century church, what has always been set out is a corporate inherently corporate corporate reality of how our minds are renewed. Yes. Um, and and that will be pointed out in the means of grace. That will be pointed out. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with you. Um, it's not that personal Bible studies wrong. No, no, no. It's also through that, but it's it's a matter of what the primary way is. The primary doesn't mean that God doesn't work through other ways. And and we talked about this before that if you think that your Bible reading and prayer time is more important by yourself than it is with your brothers and sisters in Christ. And you've got it backwards. Yeah. Yeah. One, one good illustration is, uh, or what's really misunderstood is the Bereans. So for instance, a lot of the time, it's crazy to me. Like now that I see it, I actually, like, I didn't see this before, but many people take the passage about the Bereans testing what was told to them by the apostle Paul in the scriptures as being some sort of isolated individual effort on the part of the right. individual Christians in the Berean church, which is absolutely ridiculous because all of them were together 
examining the scriptures to see if what Paul said was true. They actually... It was corporate. Yes, it, it was, was corporate, corporate because they, they would probably even... Maybe there was even disagreements between them that they had to flesh out through scripture study. Yeah, yeah. And, and you have to understand, back then... They were huge scrolls. Not everybody had them in their house. Yeah. They had to come together. They didn't yeah. have a King James. <laughs> it's like, it, it, it's hilarious when we act like, you know, um, personal Bible study is like the, the end signs. All be all. Yeah, the end all be yeah. all. And it's like, they didn't even have that option. Yeah. yeah. And those sinners, it, yeah. why are they not? Why are they, <laughs> like, how dare they like not only, have their daily devotion? Only the like Bible the richest, every morning. Yeah, yeah. Only the richest of the rich or the temple or the synagogue had yeah. the scripture. And yeah. Or like, like, or like the elders. Yes. Which right in the new Testament church. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, which is the most essential person to, right. to have that. And they, to they usually, if I'm not mistaken, I heard, and I don't know if this is, completely accurate but it sounded accurate at the time is that it, it, if this is true and it seems like it could be is that um that they actually would always dedicate one person to actually taking care of the scroll in the scripture mm-hmm. in the in the early church like and a scribe or something yeah basically it would be this one person had it and it always stayed with them basically okay and they were responsible for caring for it and so um that's a weighty responsibility <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yeah tell me about it yeah. um but like I mean, think about like the privilege we have now. That's what I was it's just like, about to say. Like, I was like, the, it should make you value your Bible even like, more. It, yeah, for real. It's so yeah. amazing that we can have this right here in our hands, the Bible, the Word of God. Now and print like I, I, every I, one of us. I will say that this, although we are talking about corporate being the more important, yeah, we do not need to discount personal Bible study because no, no. it, it's good to it, take advantage. It of the is privilege. huge yeah. uh, because and here's why it's huge is when you come together corporately and you're speaking to your brothers and sisters in Christ and you want to give them, you know, and you want to speak to something to have those verse. You want to help. Um, you want to serve the church. Yeah, yeah, and and, and so that, that it's also, not just building up for you. Yeah. it's it's for to share with others. Yeah, which we've gotten into that. This is a long yeah. track, but we've gotten into that before with I know in our personal conversation yep. about the you can't fulfill the fruits of the spirit without the corporate sense of yeah. It's like, right. Who who are you supposed to love? And it, it who are works. You supposed to show peace with and all. It's like how do you show that and, outwardly? And, and how like, and well, yeah. and how you grow about. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And how, <laughs> Sorry. But in how you grow yeah. in that is through the renewing of your mind, which we've said is through what? Scripture. It is. And to steal the words out of... Um, You're stealing? Uh, um, yeah, I'm stealing. To steal the words out of... Sinner. Uh, uh, one of... Uh, the great the, theologians that you don't remember? Yeah, no. No, this is actually a guider church. But basically, he was like, if you're a young man who's unmarried, you have the most time on your hands you're ever going to have at this moment. And there's no reason, there's no excuse for just no. one little paragraph of scripture a day and just being like, ah, oh, well, it's good. And it's yeah. not, it's not a legalistic thing. It's, it's more just to show like at that point in your life, you should be entrenched. So for the young man out there, like yeah. be, be, don't you be, can be in scripture. You can don't be lazy. Be in scripture. You could have as your. Much as you can. Here, here's the thing: is if you saw the benefit of scripture, is it? It is a part of spiritual warfare. It's the way that we battle against the world by renewing our mind, and it is not just that. It is also how we serve the church is by knowing scripture and God's truth. Right, and yeah. that's it. 
it's about building up fellow believers too. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I feel like we're way off subject. Yeah, you, well, bringing uh, it I back mean, in though, you, you you can't battle the world any other way without scripture. And I have a good reference. I I would argue, and yeah. By, yeah. By the way, go with that. But I would even argue that to, and we'll get to this in the means of grace. Is it's impossible to have true spiritual warfare apart from the church. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm sure y'all would all agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Unless but, you're, okay, we always have the exceptions of, well, what if somebody's in a prison cell? And what if they're, you know. Well, those yeah. are. Ex- exceptions like, ex- don't yeah. make the. Like, yeah. Those yeah, are that's not the rule. Those are extraordinary circumstances. Right. Yeah. Those aren't the ordinary circumstances, which we would. Right. Like Relate to. to. Yeah. yeah. Right. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, but, I mean, uh, just the whole book of John, just in researching this. You're going like, to read the whole book? Right the now. whole book of John. But no, the whole book of John like consistently right. references the world. Yes. You notice like Jesus consistently says, I am the light of the world. There's a lot of references yes. to the world in the, like when I was just researching this topic, but um, John 17 in particular. Yes. Um, I mean, just incredible chapter. One of my favorites, <clears throat> but um, let me find it. John... <clears throat> John seventeen sixteen and 17. He says, they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Back Which to the word again. Just, yeah. It's like, <laughs> right, right there. So how do you, how do you fight the world? How do you fight the schemes of the world? It's through the word. Yes. And it's like, the, it's, the, it's clearly right there. I, I'll be honest yeah. with you. All of these, I mean, we said that the foundation is the gospel and, and Christ and all that at the beginning for all of this battle against all these things. It, it, and the word of God is going to be at the core of all of this, right? Because that's yeah. how we know the gospel. That's how we know who Christ is, is through his word. Yeah. Um, and this Je- goes back to the temptation, too. How did Jesus, Jesus battle, respond that's to, right. you know, and the, yeah. I mean, that, that ties that's in with for the devil, okay? That's but, for the battle against the but devil. I'm not, I'm not, I'm I'm not saying specifically for the devil, but how did he respond to the temptation? With the word. With yeah. the word. Yeah. That's right. Um, uh, In its right context. Going, going, going back to John, uh, John 15, 19, and it talks yeah, about what the girl, oh, what the girl, what? What the world? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Uh, fix that. Uh, post. <laughs> <laughs> don't even. Wow. Um, <laughs> if the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. Yeah. Yeah. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. So what, what's the premise, the premise here? I chose you out of the world. Like he's, he's like, but I chose you out of the world. And so th- th- there you have the gospel that it's God working, you know, and, and he's the one that chooses you and pulls you out from the world. And, but the world's going to hate us. And so, um, again, the world is going to hate us. And it really should be comforting. It, it it should be yes yeah. because um, we're on the right side. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, when when the world seems to be pushing back against you for for standing up for what you know to be right, well, Christ told you, look, I chose you. That's the reason why they hate you is because you are uh, proclaiming truth. You are proclaiming the light of the world, and they hate the light. And they're going to hate me. So obviously, they're going to hate you. You know, he talks about, I think he goes on 
in that same chapter, if I'm not mistaken, to talk about, um, you know, hey, the the servant's not above the master. If the master suffers, what do you think that's going to happen to the servants, right? Yeah. And and so um, anyway, um, anybody else got any references? I got one more that I could go to, but yeah, you can go to that. Yeah, go for it. Um, yeah. So it talks about the wisdom of the world. First um, Corinthians three eighteen through twenty. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you thinks that he is wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of the world is folly with God. Mm. For it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. Mm. Um, so don't, yeah. here's the thing is like, do not be wise of this world. In other words, the, the systems of this world, the systems that are against God, that's not where your wisdom lies. Your wisdom lies. Again, your foundation is the word of God for your wisdom, yep. Yep. not human philosophy, not these things that the world, you know, holds up at high value. And this says, look at this, look at these geniuses. Um, you know, these, these atheists, these agnostics, these, whatever it might be. Um, anything that de- defies what God's law speaks to. That's right. As yeah. being holy. Basically the world is always doing that. It's always flip flopping yeah. what, what God has done and, and declared as holy and righteous and good. And they make what is holy, righteous and good and turn it on its head, yep. make as it right. evil and then make what's evil as good. As the Christian, you're going to be looked at by the world as a fool. Yeah. But in reality, it's wisdom. That's why it says, let the wise become the fool. It's not, it's not saying like become dumb. It's definitely not saying that. The beginning it's, of wisdom is the fear of, fear of the fear Lord. Of, yeah. Of the Lord. It's, it's, it's saying, like become foolish in the sight of the world. Yeah. Right. And that's wisdom. Yeah. Well, early on in Corinthians, it deals with that same thing. I said, you know, but the first Corinthians one twenty seven, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. Yeah. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. So it's congratulations, like you're a weakling. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. and it, and it yeah. concludes that, that right. whole text with, he, sa- well, you know, he says, really so that though. no man may boast yeah. before God. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, no, and that's we, so we do boast it. It, it is contrary to the ways of the world. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, the truth is, is, is the way of, um, the way of the Christian is to humble themselves. Yeah. To say yeah. we're not man enough. That's right. Like that's, that's the whole that's point <laughs> of the, like the podcast Yes, is like, we're not And to the world. It's like, that's stupid. Why are you doing that? Like trust in yourself, like right. trust in your, the world is saying this, trust in yourself, like have confidence in yourself, have self-confidence, self-esteem. And then whenever you don't, it's just completely radical to anyone yeah. in, the, like, just, in the world. Just it's put like, your mind you, to it and you can be anything you yeah, want to be. And they're, they're like, what do you <laughs> right. mean? Like, why are you calling yourself a sinner? Why are you calling yourself insufficient? Why are you calling yourself weak? This doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't right. make sense to the world, but it's just reality, right? It's reality. And, yeah. We have to be awakened to it in order for us to find our strength in God. That's right. And that's that going back to Ephesians 6, which we will get into in our next episode, but that's where we find our strength is really yep. in God, God's armor. That's right. <laughs> it's no, a, it's, it's, it's true. It's everything that it's, God is. It's, it's, not it's, us. it's an Christ. outward, yeah, it's an outward looking of. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, you, the world despises, um, 
the things that are weak and, and, and admitting your weakness and the fact that you cannot um, overcome these things on it's your own. Because the world's full of pride. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, the Christian life is one of uh, humbleness. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it dying. Really it's, it's, it's one of dying. You're dying to yourself. That's You're, right. Yeah, it's, it, and it's there's con- no room for pride. Which, hey, it's convicting to them. Too. Yes, and That's you said it. dying. It's, it's one of dying. That brings us to our next it's, one. Yeah, the flesh. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's good. Segway. Yeah, we finally by accident. Wow. Well, yeah, by accident. Yeah. It Wait. was planned. Way to go. Trended <laughs> something good by accident. Um, yeah. I I kind of had a long um, a long uh, verse. Uh, well, it's it's about ten verses. But go for it. Um, I, look, you're going to get a lot of scripture this episode. That's um, never a bad. That's thing. not a bad thing. Um, never. So the flesh. Now I'm going to go to Galatians five sixteen through twenty six. Oh, I have that one too. Oh, Whether man. you like it or not, we I'm, will renew your mind <laughs> through the word. <laughs> <laughs> <They'll be renewed. laughs> Stick around. Never yeah. too much scripture. <laughs> renew <laughs> your mind. <laughs> what I mean, if Ligonier's like they said? I wonder. Like that. I wonder if. Uh, <laughs> Could one of us, uh, you know, on the uh, on the Bible app that you have on your phone, like the the like you can get the British guy to read it and stuff. <laughs> you, like, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't think I can. Have you seen the the singing? The one? singing, I have. Dude, Isn't it just the gospel? Wait, so I've never heard of this. I don't one. know, but it's awesome. Yeah, they you can sing go it. to the like. I forget which Bible it is, and I think like, it's for ESV. Possibly, I think it's might be the and you can change the like voicing. And one of them is a singing, and the guy sings everything. Sing. Wait, like, is it not, an actual person recorded it, or is yes. it some AI? No, thing? No, 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 it's no, not no, an actual no. person. That's they like, actually oh, wow. have music in the background, and they sing it. Oh, every the whole word, Bible, every word, not the whole Bible. I think. I it's, think it's right now just the four Gospels. It doesn't matter. It's not wow. even the Psalms. Like it would what? make sense if it was the Psalms. <laughs> yeah, if you if you, if you started with the Gospel, yeah. if you <laughs> like like I have to say the uh, genealogies are really interesting. <laughs> they, That's awesome. They will hold up. If yeah, you whatever. ever wanted the Bible to be translated into a musical, you now have it. Yeah. <sighs> or like the yeah. final greetings of the like, final greetings <laughs> from <laughs> Apostle Paul. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to those coming To out. Timothy, <laughs> my dear son in the faith. It's <laughs> actually very good. That's how that sounds. I'm well, just kidding. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so professional training. <laughs> yeah. Galatians 5, 16 through 26. But I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Full stop right there. You kind of have kind of like (laughs) what he's getting at. He's like already giving you the answer. Um, Walk by the spirit so you do not gratify the desires of flesh. Okay. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And here, and here he goes again. 
And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another. Okay, so if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step by the Spirit. He, 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 He starts this whole thing by walk by the Spirit, so that you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And then he ends it. Um, if we live by the spirit, let's also keep in step with the spirit. Yeah. And so let, let, let's talk about that. You know, what does it mean to walk by the spirit? What does it mean for that? Well, it's basically like whenever he says, if we live by the spirit, which basically it's just since we do live by the spirit, since we have been regenerated. So it's like from start to present, it's like from past to present. So past, we do live by the Spirit. We have been regenerated. And so now it's like, well, let's walk according to that new nature we've been given. It's like we don't have to walk according to the flesh, our old nature that can do nothing else but satisfy the desires that it, it has, sinful desires. Now we have a new Spirit within us, the Holy right. Spirit of and, God, uh, God Himself. Yes. That in we other can words, walk according to consider yourself dead to sin yeah. and yes. alive to God. Yeah. No, that's a great um, cross reference to this because yeah. it's it's getting at the same thing. Um, is that you know if you belong to Christ Jesus, you have crucified the flesh and its passions and desires. And I know a lot of us would say, really, because sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a good cross-reference that Trent's bringing up. Well, we got the one thing how this all ties together is that we have the world and Satan working together against us trying to work on our flesh. Yes, use which, the flesh, yes. Yeah, with the dead man that still clings to us yes. that they're trying to work on to get us to sin and to take our eyes off of Christ. And that's one I'm getting ahead. Yeah. Okay, okay so, so well, no, that's fine. But let's let, let me ask this question. Okay, we live by the Spirit. True, we got that. What does it mean to keep in step with the Spirit? So let's let's define how do you do that? And I think it goes back to the answer that we gave for the last one, kind of. It's how do we know that we're in step with the Spirit? We walk by faith. Yeah, we walk by faith. That's true. We're trusting in Him. We're trusting in Christ. I I, I do believe faith is absolutely, but what is our faith based on? It's it's based on what we learn in the Word of God. I mean, and so we get that from the Word of God. Um, Our faith is based on, if if we're living by the Spirit, it means that we're living by faith. You can't separate those things. Like, none of the people that are living by the Spirit here aren't living by faith. Those things coincide. You cannot separate the two if you are living by the spirit you are living by faith faith in christ what he's done for you that it's all of christ Mm -hmm. not me um and so you cannot separate those so if you're keeping a step with the spirit it's the word of god that guides us it's it's the word of god that helps us know um what is in step with the spirit i mean he tells us right here what the fruit of the spirit is Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so we get we kind of get that. Um, what is the fruit of the spirit? You know, it's well, it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, um, um, gentleness. You know, and, and self control. Um, yeah. I mean, and this goes into some of these. I mean, practically speaking, walking in faith, so looking to Christ, trusting in Christ, and at the same time, walk with a clean conscience. Um, 
confess your sins to the Lord when you do when you do fail, repent. Repent and continue believing. Don't 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 fall into sin and then just continue on. Don't wait to repent. Don't 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 go to go to bed with a with a dirty conscience. We tend to do this. That's that's not walking in yeah. accordance with the spirit. Yeah, we that's need to run going, to Christ. Absolutely. That's going to rip your eyes off of Christ. Yeah. It is going yes. to to uh already like okay to Sorry to interject. No, go ahead. Go ahead. But it's like already, whenever we delay in coming to the Lord to to confess our sins, to confess what we've done, already our eyes are off of Christ. Absolutely. We're not, we're not looking to him because we have a false understanding of who he is. Oftentimes, you know, we may delay in coming to him to confess and repent because we're thinking, how could he accept me as I am? That's right. After all these sins I've done, after everything I've done, which the wrath of God is being poured out against, which I've been saved from, Why am I still doing these things after everything that Christ has done for me? Yes. And so, and sometimes, you know, we'll neglect by thinking he's a, he's like uh, the, the, the parable of the tenants is that, or the, the talents, sorry. But even then it's like, what did the, the, the one, the one guy who said you were, I thought you were a cruel master, you know? Yeah. It's a false understanding of who who he is. He's Absolutely. not cruel. He pities no. you when you sin. He yes. pities you and he seeks to recover you to 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 yeah. make you new again and to get you back up on your feet and get you marching in this well, battle. The, and, like, here, here, here's the thing: is you can't. <laughs> this is um, you have to view this like if if you thought that what I was saying, oh, the fruit of the spirit is all these things, so just go do those things. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I am saying is the fruit of the spirit gives you those things, but yeah. how are you, how are you going to produce those fruits? It's by abiding in Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. And we've yeah. talked about this too. We, we, we talked episodes. about this previously is you have to abide in Christ is you're not going to produce fruit. If you're trying to just like, Oh, turn over a new leaf. I just need to try harder. That's not the answer. Yeah. But how we know we're keeping a step with the spirit is by the faith that we have and by what's revealed in scripture it's by what christ has done and yeah by yes that's how we live by the spirit and then it says also keep in step with the spirit right that's how that's how we're going to keep like bring about the fruit that he's talking about. that's right it's abiding the fruit of the spirit is by looking to christ that's right abiding in him exactly Uh, that's the only way because i mean that's what what he's getting at in john yeah is hey well the what you reference i mean what you read the whole book of galatians and this mm-hmm. is what I just wrote down, like, yeah, is I just wrote down a quick note. I, I had a couple of verses you read most of them, but, and I just wrote the law cannot conquer the flesh. Like you cannot <laughs> no. use the law to conquer no. the flesh. And that's Actually, pretty much what the whole book of Galatians deals with. No. And then uh, I mentioned it last time too, but Romans eight goes through the battle between well, the flesh and the spirit. Have you begun Actually, by the spirit? Yeah. Are you now being perfected yeah, by the flesh? To, yeah. to give an uh, analogy for that, I was watching recently the American gospel. <laughs> By the way, fantastic movies. If you've never seen them, watch. Go watch the American Gospel. They're great. But one of the people who's I can't remember who said this, but they explained God's law is just a reflection of who He is, meant to show you your your well your sin. So who whoever looked into a mirror and said, "Oh, I've got something in my teeth," and then proceeded to take the mirror off the wall and pick their teeth with it, you don't do that. So in the same way, you don't. God's law is not meant to fix you. That's not the purpose of it. 
Yeah. Yeah, it shows it has you God's no, character. It, yeah. I yeah, mean, it has no inherent power to change no, us. It has what no. does is the gospel. It's an, it's, yes. it's it's the spirit yet. of God yeah. working That's through right. the gospel. The law yeah. is not going to help you conquer the flesh. No. And, and but it'll guide us. Yes. You know, that's one that, thing. That's, absolutely. that's what I'm getting yeah. at. There's no, is how do not, we know we're in step with the spirit? Yeah, let's yeah, not discount the, yeah. the, the word of God. The delight in the law of the Lord. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know, it the only good. way we can delight in the law of God <laughs> is if we understand the gospel that yes. right. no longer condemns us. That's right. Yeah. That's the only we're, way. we're no longer under the law. Yeah. We're we're living by faith. Only Christians can delight in the law because they see the gospel. That's right. Absolutely. Everybody else is um if they think they're keeping the law, they're just deceiving themselves. Yeah. yeah. They're in a great deception. Absolutely. Um I mean first John, isn't it? It's first John, right? If you think you have no sin. You just see, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's let, let's go to another uh, scripture reference here, Colossians uh, three. I've got one through seventeen. If you want to read the whole thing, I'm not. I'm just going to pick out parts. Um, um, uh, if if then you have been raised with Christ, which if you're a Christian, you have been raised with Christ. That's the point he's making. Seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And this is going to go back to um, kind of what we said earlier. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Heavenly places. Yep. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ. There's the gospel. With Christ and God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Oh, amen. That's all gospel. Amen. Um, uh, and, and now, so... I did want to explain, I had in my notes here that we needed to explain the indicatives and imperatives. Those are big words. I typically don't like um, using those type of words. Um, but l- let me explain what I'm saying. If you ever hear those words like, oh, that's an indicative and an imperative or whatever, um, that um, the, um, so the difference is, is that you will be told um, the truth of who you are in Christ by Paul a lot of times. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times you get all gospel and then it's followed up about, okay, now do. Yeah. Right? Because you are this in Christ. Yeah. Because you, I'm giving you all the promises of who you are in Christ, now do this. Yeah. And so we just got all gospel right. And now... Now, here we go with, okay, be in light of this, what should you do? Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Okay, so he's like, okay, put to death. Now that you have Christ and he's died for you and you are hidden in Christ, and when Christ, who is your life, appears, your life. And yeah, you you will be glorified with him. Now, now put to death, therefore, the yeah. earthly things in you. Yeah. Look, this is the promise that you have, that that you will be glorified one day. You will be perfected in Christ. And and why, why, and I don't know, we'll, we'll never reach... Um, um, total purification here on earth. We will always deal with sin and fight against it. This is not what I'm saying, but why wait? Yeah. It's the point. He's like, go ahead and start putting these things off. You're free. Start putting them off. Um, and he's, a, he's appealing to also the, the new desires that are in us. Yes. And that is uh, desires for righteousness. And that doesn't mean that they're perfect. I mean, obviously we still have desires for sin. Otherwise we wouldn't sin at all. Yes. But that would be in the flesh. Yeah. But um, whenever it talks about 
Christ being our life. He's saying, you know, walk in that. Yeah. Walk in what you are. It, a good uh, analogy, a good story, illustration is uh, bringing in a barbarian or a savage into a, uh, adopting into a rich family or something like that. I don't know if you've heard this illustration, but it's like once you do, it's hard for them to not continue acting like they were. You know, this rich, imagine this rich family is trying to teach them like dinner table etiquette, trying to use fine dining and stuff like that. And then they just want to eat with their hands. Right. Like it's by it's their nature that they've that's all they know. And it's the same with us according to the flesh is that all we know is how to walk according to the flesh until we've been given this new life and we've been brought into the family of God and have been adopted and now we're trying to learn and what Paul is getting at is like hey look you've been adopted Walk right. according to this yeah. new life that you have been given right. in Christ Jesus. You have a new name. Learn how right. to use your utensils properly. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like you, you've been you've been given a new last name, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But and, and he goes on in uh, verse twelve in this chapter, and he says, "Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one than, one another." And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. And then he goes on to 16, and this goes back to the word. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another that goes back to corporate yeah yeah like i mean like we talked you can't um spiritual warfare should happen corporately not just personally um that is important i'm glad sam brought that up at the beginning because it is so important and that should be an encouragement to the believer to know you're not in it on your own alone yeah Yeah, yeah. that's right alone is and it's as much as you feel alone sometimes, especially when you're in difficult battles, is this is the Christian walk. Almost every other Christian has dealt with similar struggles. And it's like, and you should know you can go to them for exactly what this verse says. Yeah. And to lift each other up, to encourage one another, to admonish one another. And, Singing yeah. psalms and hymns yeah. and spiritual songs. Sounds sounds like a lot like church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a thing, do not separate yourself from people. Um, the way that we battle the flesh is through corporate worship and we'll get, we will get to that, um, and means of grace on that episode, because I think that's tied in. Um, but there's, you're not going to defeat your flesh on your own in your, in your little corner by yourself and thinking that you can just do it. That's look, yeah. you you're not that strong. <laughs> yeah, and a little tidbit into that episode on the means of grace is that once we start to privatize the means of grace, we've immediately gone wrong. Absolutely. Once we start to make certain means like just a private individual effort, we've missed we've missed the mark already and and have totally lost what the scripture talks about when it comes to how we our faith is strengthened and thereby how our how we are sanctified. Yeah, I'm uh, moving on. Yeah, no, that's good. 
Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't well, discounting what you're saying. <laughs> I, I did not mean it that way. Um, that was a good point I'm, to point out. That that was a good point oh, to point no. out. Um, <laughs> not again. <laughs> so um, Matthew twenty six forty one, and I, I think that this is interesting because you know the Lord's prayer says kind of the same thing is, you know, that we should pray that we are not led into temptation. But uh, this is uh, Christ talking to um, Peter, I believe. Um, and he says, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yeah, I had that one pulled up. I was just So let's, it. hey, w- one of the ways that you battle the flesh is pray. Yeah. <laughs> ask, ask God. That he would work in your life to be able to put to death these things, the, the, these things that no longer, you're free from these things, but pray that he would give you the desire and the ability, you know, through all the means that he's given us and, 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 and by the way that he's directed us and, to, yeah. to put these things to death. And when, uh, when you don't know it's a pray, remember that the, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with the groanings too deep for words. Absolutely. That's yeah. right. Um, you know, sometimes I we get to that point where it's like I don't even know what to say, mm-hmm. or sometimes we don't even like we don't even say anything. It, sometimes it's just sometimes all you can get out is help. Yeah, that, that that's it. Yeah, um, that's not unheard. God doesn't. Yeah. God doesn't not hear those prayers. A- abs- yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, yeah, yeah, no, you you're right. Um, something that uh. Yeah, it, he definitely hears you. If uh, if you are a believer, you have access to the throne room of God, and he hears you, and he knows you better than you know yourself. He knows everything that you're dealing with, and he is a perfect, perfect father. I mean, you can't go to him, and, and he is, his arms are wide open. He wants the best for you. And so we just need to ask. Sometimes it's a lack of faith that we just don't even want to ask. We just don't think it's even possible. Yeah. It's I, a lack of faith. I've really almost started singing with arms wide open by Creed. I want you to know that. I was like <laughs> like I was like four I mean, just right Man, there. Man, don't don't make me break out my Creed voice. Uh, <laughs> with arms wide open. <laughs> with arms wide open. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. But anyway, let's yeah. move on. Um, well, well, speaking to speaking to what we were talking about, the the Holy Spirit interceding for us and our own inabilities to pray and stuff. One of my favorite, probably I, I quote this so much. It's probably it has to be considered my favorite quote by Charles Spurgeon ever. But uh, he says this: When you are so weak that you cannot do much more than cry, you coin diamonds with both your eyes. The sweetest prayers God ever hears are the groans and sighs of those who have no hope in anything but his love. Come on. Isn't That's that good. Dude. That's good. That is really Who's good. Who's this, yep. this Spurgeon character? <laughs> Who is this guy? Man, I would have loved um, to hear him. You know, quick quick note on I had that text pulled up. Of course too. you did. Yeah, yeah. right. I, I, <laughs> I had it pulled up. I was He's waiting like to showing read it. it to me. I was like, yeah, as you're reading it, I showed it to you. I was, was like, like, oh, man. man. I even had a Matthew Henry quote pulled up to those. Oh, man. Well, hey, give us uh, the quote. It's too long. I'm not going to read okay. it Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the precedent has been I was, set. I was just saying, you know, he says watch and pray too there. I just thought that was interesting. Is He's coming to him while they're asleep. It's like yeah. They're not praying while they're asleep. So I just thought that was interesting 
note, he's yeah. he's condemning them there a little bit and saying, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. Yeah, what's interesting yeah. about the context of that whole deal is that here's Peter who's sitting there saying that he's going to go to death for yeah. his for a savior, for, you know, the Messiah. And he, he's like all really willing, right? Oh, no, Christ, you don't understand. I'm so willing. I'm so willing to die for you. And here, and here we have, um, and here we have uh, Christ and they're saying, hey, you're not even in prayer. Like, yeah. That's yeah. that's where your power is. Like you're not even, your flesh is weak. He, he, yeah. Well, yeah. What we, Peter was doing is totally trusting in himself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, that's that's not the answer. Yeah. And he, and he and points so, out, this is good. And I mean, the back end of that verse, you know, he says, and he says, the spirit is indeed willing, which is referencing, I think too, he's saying, you're willing to fight for me. You know, all these things, you're yes. saying these things but your flesh is weak. Yeah. And yeah. that is all the more reason to go to prayer, to say, pray, to it re- strengthen. It really yeah. comes down to who we're trusting and relying yeah. upon yeah. resting in. Yeah. So let's, let's move on to, uh, that's all good stuff. And I think that, um, man, uh, I think that we've hit, okay, the world, the flesh, we've got those, right? Now let's move on to the devil. The Satan. The Satan. <laughs> Um, so I, I know that you had this one pulled up. I'm not going to steal your thunder on this one because I know that you had Zechariah pulled up. And I want us to have this in view here when we read this is that, well, you know what? Just read it and then we'll talk about it. I don't want to. All right. This is Zechariah three. Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to accuse him. And the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you. O Satan, the Lord has chosen Jerusalem. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. It is not this brand is not this brand plucked from the fire. Now Joshua was standing before the angel, clothed with filthy garments, and the angel said to those who were standing before him, "Remove the filthy garments from him." And to him he said, "Behold, I have taken your iniquity away from you, and I will clothe you with pure vestments." And I said. Let them put a clean turban on his head. So so they put a clean turban on his head and clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord was standing by. And the angel of the Lord solemnly assured Joshua, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, If you will walk in my ways and keep my charge, then you shall rule my house and have charge over my courts. And I will give you the right of access among those who are standing Hear now, O Joshua the high priest, you and your friends who sit before you, for they are men who are assigned. Behold, I will bring my servant the branch. For behold, on the stone that I have set before Joshua, on the single stone with seven eyes, I will engrave its inscription, declares the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of this land in a single day. In that day, declares the Lord of hosts, every one of you will invite his neighbor to come under his vine and under his fig tree. Man, come on. Dude, that's yeah. such a good passage. It's, 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 so, so, it's amazing. You, you know, I had went a long time, never knew that passage. Yeah. It's it's so good because here, here we have, and it's like, oh, I thought y'all were talking about the devil. So, <laughs> like, we are because he was mentioned here, and he's the accuser. Yeah. And and so many times in, in the Christian life, this is the main way a lot of times. I don't, I don't mind saying the main way that most Christians probably deal with Satan a lot of times. 
It's probably the most common is the accusations of Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, just like we talked about earlier, you know, you should run to Christ. You should run to your father. And this will hold us back when we start believing the lies of Satan. That's no, you can't go to your father. Look at him. God, he's unclean. He's the accuser before God. He's accusing God's people and saying, look, they're dirty. Yeah, the, the thing is, yeah. is that Satan can't take away your salvation. That's not possible. Um, but what he will do is try to make you ineffective. He, he'll try to distract you so that you're you're not encouraging your fellow brothers and sisters. You're not renewing your mind. You're taking your eyes off of Christ. He's, he's doing all these things uh, because he's like, well, you know what? If I can't take your salvation, I'm going to try my best to make you useless. Yeah. Yeah. What's interesting is that <laughs> Satan is accusing Joshua before the throne of God. And he's like, look at him. He's much like Job. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. wearing filthy rags. Like how, yeah. how, what is he doing here? Basically <laughs> like, and, and God and, says, that's no problem. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I know. I know. That's no problem. And the Lord said to <laughs> Satan, this is what I love. The Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, O Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is not a brand plucked from the fire? Like, I love the way. Is it, not this a brand plucked from the fire? That's like in like, Isaiah whenever yeah. they touch the, yeah, the angel touches the coals I, to his lips. I, I like the way R.C. Sproul puts it. And he's like, you know, he kind of adds a little bit of uh, sanctified imagination to it. And basically he's like, God's saying, shut your mouth, yeah. Satan. Yeah. Be yeah. quiet. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so good because it's all gospel. You know, the truth is, is Joshua is standing before them in filthy garments. Yep. Yeah. He is a sinner. Yeah. And it's not his righteousness that wins out here. It's not because Satan's even wrong. Right, no. I yeah. mean the accusations are yeah. true. Yeah, but but he's like, yep. but I've pro- I've plucked this brand from the fire. I he's he's mine. Yeah, and and then he's clothed. And yep. that what's so interesting, focusing on Satan and and like what he's doing, is he's giving he was really giving a ninety nine percent truth. You know yeah, what I mean? I was about to Which say. is what he does. He wants that's to. Right. He stops before the gospel, and that's what he always does. He wants you to forget the gospel because it makes you ineffective yes. if you forget the gospel. And so what he does is he says the law, which we need to hear. We need to hear that we're sinful, that we haven't fulfilled the law, that we fall short utterly and completely. But he likes to stop at that so that you don't have the power to yeah. actually Satan's, do what God sets out for you to do. Satan's lie is not what he says about you. Uh, because you are wicked. You are a, a sinner. Satan's lie is what he says about Christ. About God, just about, like in, the, in the garden. Yeah, yeah. Just like in the garden. Yeah, really I mean, that. Yeah. yeah, the thing it's is, really is like he, he convinced um, Eve um, that God didn't have their best interest. Yeah, did yeah. God really say? Did, did he really say, and the only reason he doesn't want you to do that is because he doesn't want you to be more like him. Yeah. So your answer... He's holding like, you back. So yeah. <laughs> right. So your answer to the accusation should, you know, well, you're just so... You've done so much. And it's like, yes, I have. But God. In, in oh. fact... <laughs> but God. In fact, um, it goes beyond even oh man. what we know. I got the but, best but quote God. for this. Yeah. I got the best quote for this. Luther... 
is I was well, thinking about that quote. Uh, that's yeah, kind of what I was hinting at. I just couldn't remember the exact uh, quote. Okay, yeah. so Luther is well-renowned for his disputes and battles against the devil, sometimes even throwing physical objects at right. him. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he says this in his letter to uh, Jerome. He says, When the devil seeks and vexes us thus, I say we must set aside the whole law from the body and the soul. But when the devil throws our sins up to us and and declares that we deserve death and hell, then we ought to say, indeed, I confess that I deserve death and hell, but what of it? Will I therefore be content, condemned eternally? By no means. For I know a certain one who suffered and made satisfaction for me, and he is called Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Where he is, there I shall be also. That is exactly how we fight against Satan's accusations is that we bring up the blood of the lamb, the blood of Jesus Christ who died for us. We, we point in a sense, we point Satan to Christ and then Satan, that's right. Satan runs. He flees. No, I mean, notice that in, in, um, in scripture, we're told actually, to actually, I think that kind of points to look all the powers in Christ and in, in, in God. That's why notice the Lord rebuke you. Yeah, like that's even mentioned again in the New Testament. Yeah, is you know even Michael the archangel did not bring a charge against the devil, but said the Lord rebuke you. Um, is is we point him to the Lord? Hey, the Lord rebukes you on this. Why? Because he's been satisfied with Christ. That's who I'm hidden in. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. We are hidden in Christ. Um, and so uh, it, look, look at Revelation 12.10 when we look about the, the accuser of our brothers, right, of us. Uh, it, Revelation 12.10, And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God. Man, look, he's defeated. Amen. He he can still whisper in your ear. He can still try to convince you. But the truth is, he has no power to convince God of anything. Not at all. I mean, because the, the blood of Christ, notice what it says. It says the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of Christ has come. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you have salvation now. The accuser of our brothers has been thrown down. Yes. Um, um, man, your, your hope is not to battle against the lies of Satan when you're being accused is not to point to yourself. It's not to convince yourself that you're actually good. Cause a lot of us that we're so tempted to go down that route. No, really what I did isn't that bad. Yeah. You know, we always want to fight that like, well, you know, Satan starts accusing you and it was like, well, maybe it wasn't as bad as I think. You know, you're trying to comfort yourself with the wrong thing. The truth is, is no, it's, it's worse. It's worse than what you even could imagine. But, but God, Christ has died for you. You are in Christ. Yeah. A uh, quick, quick thing I was just thinking of is also you're not strong enough to fight Satan on your no. own. <laughs> you're not strong enough. And I think of when in going back to we belong to Satan. Yeah. And when you think of when Jesus is talking to Peter mm. and with the denial and he says, 
he, he pretty much says, Peter, telling him he's going to deny him. And he says, I won't. And he says, I've prayed for you so that Satan will not sift you like wheat. And it's like the only strength Peter yeah. has in that instance is the fact that think, Christ is I think the quote is him. Satan would sift you like What he's saying happen. is like, yeah. like yeah. he will not because Christ is Because Christ is yeah, prayed exactly. for him. Yeah. But, yeah, but, that's your only hope is yeah. you like what you've said. Yeah, and that brings us is, to the intercession of Christ and what he's doing presently. Yes, yeah, like, absolutely. Like oftentimes we think like all Christ has done is just in the past like and that's now it, he like just, it's yeah, it. and no, now he's, he's just interceding like complacent, for us now, just like yeah. standing around twiddling his thumbs in heaven. He's not doing that. He's actually interceding for us that's now, right. presently. Think, that the, that Satan, the great accuser, will not drag us down. Dear, mm-hmm. Think about this, uh, dear Christian. That if you're struggling with being encouraged, with a discour- like you're struggling in discouragement of you know, battling against Satan, against against the, the accusations, and you just always feel like the weight of your sin. Think about this. Christ serves you now. Yeah, It's not just in the past. He's serving you now. As your mediator, your intercessor, your high priest, your advocate. I mean, you can't yeah. lose. Like, again, like, you are his. Yeah. Because of him, he's going to bring you through. He's not. He's, he's not forgotten about you. And, and, and these truths come from Scripture. This is how you know truth. This is how you battle Satan. Christ in, in the wilderness, how did he battle Satan? He's the Word of God. And in the same way, we do the same. And in our truth, our objective truth is found in Scripture. Um, Specifically, the gospel and what, like, and, and what Christ is doing has done and is doing for us. That's our that's where our power comes from against Satan. That's right. We have no power in anywhere else other than the gospel in Christ and what he's doing and has done. That's right. But uh I had I had one more well Before. really this is from uh, a hymn Before the Throne of God above and it's so good the the stanza it says when Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of the guilt within upward I look and see him there who made an end to all my sin. Because the sinless Savior died, my sinful soul is counted free. For God the just is satisfied to look on him and pardon me. Yeah. And one one good question, too, is, is to ask, why does Satan keep trying to distract us from the gospel? Why does Satan keep wanting us to lose assurance, to lose faith in Christ? It's because it makes us ineffective in the mission that God has. He wants to thwart everything that God wants to do. He wants to thwart God's will. His enemy is God. And so he attacks God's means. He attacks God's tools of accomplishing what he has set out to do. And that's his church. And so Satan is constantly trying to attack the, the, the members individually and as a, as a whole to attack them, to look away from Christ, to look away from the source of their power, to be cut off from the source of their power, to be unplugged, so that they would not accomplish the mission of God, and that is to spread the gospel to every end of the earth, to every tribe and tongue. No, you're yeah. right. Something else that um, he, he accuses us, he tries to distract us with that. He also tries to distract us from the gospel by false doctrine and by um, just in, in different ways. Like, um, So, I mean, go to 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, right? And, and this is what he says. He says, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. 
So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds. And so the devil also is, is, you know, putting in his servants within the church to convince them of wicked things, to convince them of, and, and, and he's so clever. Like, it's not like the devil's stupid. He's so much smarter than we are. Yeah. He's so much more um, smart in the way that he goes about it and his tactics and everything. We're, we're, we have no hope but in Christ, right? But he, he does this, and, and, and he'll send in these things to distract us from the truth or to, to really go, get us to go down a wrong road. And it says that he disguises them as an angel of light, though. People that will seem righteous, but how do you, how do you distinguish between what is right and what is evil? We already talked about it. You have to know the word of God. You have to know truth an objective truth. You have to battle against Satan with God's word. Yeah, and this sort of goes into the order of how we're approaching this series is first identify and then know how. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And even goes back to, I was just thinking of how you were saying, it, Galatians is you're battling. It's like Satan is the one who's manipulating the when you read Galatians and the circumcision it's like that is a manipulation of the gospel it's like that's satan's little slide right. of saying seems so minor so right? minor <laughs> and yet it's uh it's to distract you from what the gospel really is that's right yeah. it actually uh, destroys the gospel yeah. he calls it another gospel yeah any form of legalism all those things even the um i mean you sway the other way too it's like it's all distractions of satan of saying to keep your eyes off of Christ, to keep your eyes off the gospel. Right, because in the, in the same way, just like we talked last time, is there's two ditches to fall in, and that's legalism, where you think you can earn your salvation. Yeah. Which, or you, that you could keep some part of the law that will justify you like um, the Galatians were being tempted. But then you, you have the Corinthians, right? And they were being tempted in the opposite direction yeah. to, to live in... Um, and in sin or whatever, they, they were kind of a mess in a way. Um, and and that's the other ditch is is to try and get you to believe that everything's okay. Hey, it doesn't matter how you live, like right. And so you you see that in scripture throughout that he he's tempting people to be self sufficient. Yeah. And then on the other hand, he's tempting them to live. But but here's the, the gospel's the answer to it all. Yeah, because, exactly. Because here's yeah. here, here's the thing is the gospel has consequences to it. And and the consequences of the gospel is it's not just your salvation for for eternity, right? Just it's not just heaven. It is a promise that you are freed from your sin. Like that comes along with the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so that's why Paul keeps on bringing up, why would you live in that? Yeah. yeah. Like that's whole Paul's whole point. You've been set free. You're no longer under that. You're free. It, you don't understand the gospel if you don't understand freedom from sin. Like what's the consequences of the gospel? Is that now you're free? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, you can, you can live not in condemnation because you still fail, but now you can actually go out and, and, and be more and more obedient to God. But why? Because you know, because God works in you. Yeah. Um, and we, the, it's a, 
It's always, it always comes down to the gospel, and that's why Paul is so adamant about preaching against false gospels and why he uses such strong words as anathema, let him be yeah. accursed who preaches another gospel, because it is the primacy. It's, it's the most important thing in regards to Christendom and regards to all of Christianity. Right. It's like, and the errors you were talking about, about legalism and antinomianism, antinomianism is that they both veered off because of the same issue. Both of them veered off because they forgot the gospel. They, they, or had a skewed gospel. That, that is why, that, that is the root problem of both of those ditches that you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, <laughs> I can't do anything visual on here because like I used to draw a picture like on, on like a chalkboard or something to explain it. Um, how I explain how either um, one is legalism and antinomianism is both trying to separate the fruits of salvation from Christ. They're only found in Christ. And what I mean by that is legalism tries to say, clean yourself up. You can earn it to be in Christ. But the truth is, is the, the fruit uh, the only way that you're going to be good enough is through Christ um, and his salvation. And then on the other end, you've got the, uh, the antinomian who, who is saying, no, it doesn't matter how I live, no law. I'm, I'm, like we can live however we want because of grace. But by necessity, he's separating the fruits of salvation from, what, from Christ. If you are in Christ, then you recognize there's an issue with sin, right? Yeah. And, and you see a problem with your state and, and with your soul. And, and if you're going to say, well, now I can just go live however I want, then you're denying that, right? And so both are trying to separate, like, the benefits of Christ and, 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 and what the fruit of being in Christ is, if that makes any sense. I don't know if I explained that well. The picture's a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I wanted to say this, and I actually... I think we're going to try and link to this on our social media um, accounts um, and post a video of uh, that I pulled up of Vody Bauckham's sermon. And this is a great sermon. Um, and he was talking through Ephesians. And, and I wanted to read this because I think that this is really important. And, and we'll speak more on this, obviously, with, um, with the armor of God. But in Ephesians 6... 11 through 12 um, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Okay. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because we always read that and we think of the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. We always put them in the heavenly places and we say, okay, that's they're in the heavenly places and they're bringing down war on us and we have to fight them here. Actually, our battle is won in the heavenly places. And the wrestling that we <laughs> that's going on, it's actually the victories found in the heavenly places. Mm-hmm. That's where your victory where is. Where Christ it, it, is seated. <laughs> that's, that's right. And, and to drive home this point, and, and this is, Vody Bauckham does this very well in, in the sermon that we'll post, if we can. Hopefully we can. Yeah, um, yeah we can. Um, At least a link to it. Yeah, yeah. a link to it. Um, Definitely on uh, Twitter and Instagram. 
Yeah. Uh, so, or X. Let me. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. So let, let me drive home this point. The whole book of Ephesians is driving towards. He mentions heavenly places several times, and we we have a misconception. I think when we read it the other way. Um, listen to this. Blessed be the God and Father of Lord of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Mm-hmm. All of your blessings, spiritual blessings, are in Christ in the heavenly places. Um, let's see. Um, in Ephesians one seventeen to twenty three, you kind of get the same thing. It, it talks about. Um, let me see. Uh, let me pick up here. Um, he's, he seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion. Some of the things we talked about that are battled against later on in, in chapter 6. And above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all. Again, he has been put in authority. Christ is um, is um, reigning. He is sitting on his throne. That's where our victory is, and we are uh, seated with him. Again, <laughs> Ephesians 2. Um, and, and by grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we're seated in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Um, again, Ephesians 3, 7. I, again, again and again. Um, <laughs> Ephesians, Ephesians. Yeah. Ephesians. So that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. So when he goes, and there's one more. Um, it talks about Christ ascending and uh, descending and ascending back, uh, you know, ascending back to the heavenly places. Here's the point. Your victory is in the heavenly places. Why? Because that's where Christ is now fulfilling all of his offices. That's where we are seated with him. And so our, our victory over Satan, over the flesh, over, over uh, the world, where does it lie? Christ alone. Christ alone. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah so anyway uh y'all want to add anything to that song yeah, yeah we're gonna well, end if i were to end it it would just be look to christ and fix your eyes on him do not waver in doing that that's right like if you were to narrow it down into one statement it'd be that look to christ do not look away yeah um no that's good i i think we're good um I, we're kind of a man down. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what happened here. Trinity yeah. left. <laughs> he just walked wait, up and like bailed. Wait, what about the Trinity? <laughs> no, Trend just bailed. Um, yeah. No. Um, so I'm just gonna go with it. Yeah, we'll get into what. What was the what were we doing? I don't know. Um, well, actually, I do know. There are some things that happen in life that are terrible. <laughs> real They're terrible. Real, there, real bad. There are things that sometimes you're like, man, how does this exist? Why is this going on? And I experienced one of those things. We. 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 We experienced Except for me. Yeah. yeah, Sam was not there. <laughs> Get out of here, Sam. But, what on earth is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, so there are things like that, man, are corrupted. Really makes your 
blood boil. It really does. Ruins you, your childhoods. It, it, yes. Yeah. My childhood has been shook to its foundation. Yeah. And what I mean by what is, reality? is how in the world do you mess up Transformers? It's the it's newest Transformer movie is a heap of garbage. That is so bad. Hold on. Let me just. I can't even get words out. Like, okay. <laughs> here's, here's, okay, so here, here, here's the thing. I'm growing up. I'm an 80s kid. Like, Transformers is it for me, right? I am like, I'm like, I'm like into it. And, and, and here's the thing. First off, even in the first movies, okay, none of them have ever been great. No, no, they've always been mediocre. It, mediocre at best. Yeah. And, and it was always stupid. Here, Here's the thing. How do you get this wrong? In the original cartoons, they came here on a spaceship. Like, many, many years ago, crash landed, and then the spaceship rebuilds them, right? And scans the things around to make them look like it. Whatever. No, what do these people do? No, they'll just fall out of the sky like a meteorite and crash into the ground, and now they can become anything. Like, it's dumb on its face. That's already bad. Yeah, and then you and get the the thing that it's always gotten me about that too is if they can become anything, why does always the bad guys all that cool stuff? Like it's it's Optimus Prime know. is just some like can't you scan a jet? Yeah, it's can't like, you become a jet? Yeah, like what? Fly with him? Yeah, like, <laughs> like it's it's it blows my mind. It it blow like I don't know. It's like it's so stupid. Yeah. And in this newest movie, looks I'm not gonna even say spoiler alerts because guess what. It's bad. The movie. You shouldn't watch it. <laughs> I'm saving you. <laughs> yeah. Please trust me. Like I'll take your word on it. It, yeah. it is awful. <laughs> it is is truly like the writing's bad. It is so bad. But anyway. It's it's just, and, and just to put it in context, I went and watched Meg 2 today. Meg oh, two. the Megalon, Megalodon yeah. thing? No, it's called Meg. Don't don't add words to it. Yeah, don't try and make God, it sound all fancy. You sound all sophisticated, <laughs> like it's well, a good no. Move. I mean, it's. I mean, yeah. you could be That's talking a theologian about theologian for you right yeah. there. <laughs> Are you talking about the megalodon? Yeah. Are you talking about the, the megalodon? Yeah, <laughs> the the most fierce and bit largest predator ever recorded in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> all I said was the name. Give me a break. <laughs> but I went and watched that today. That's terrible. I knew it was going to be terrible watching it. You like, kind of knew that going in. Yeah, yeah. I just was like, you know, stupid shark movie. It'll no, it, it knows its place, and it knows it's a stupid shark movie, and it's so unrealistic, and they don't even acknowledge it. They yeah. just like... Just pump, keep pumping yeah. them out. There, there's this scene... <laughs> spoiler like There's keep this scene where he walks, like he swims at the bottom of the ocean. These dudes, 25,000 feet. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he's swimming. Wow. Like Man. They're like, you just got to drain your sinuses. There's <laughs> 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 like, but Really, he would be works every time. <laughs> this dude would be imploded at this point. But that was so much more enjoyable and entertaining than Transformers. Transformers was so bad that I legit was hoping, like, the power would go out. <laughs> like, this like, is oh, look, the story was bad. Yeah. The trailer made it look decent. Like I was like, okay, maybe yeah. it'll be like Bumblebee. You know, it'll be. Yeah. Bumblebee was actually the best Transformer yeah. movie that there was. Pretty good. Good story. You know, like, okay, it's intriguing. 
And instead I get some people that are like, also, this is my biggest critique of the movie. Why am I supposed to care about the people? It's a, it, the, in the title of the movie, it's Transformers. Okay. And yet Optimus Prime movie, doesn't even care about the people. The, the, most, yeah. But then <laughs> somehow, movie. somehow the person is the most important thing. He's like holding Optimus Prime as he's like supposed to be dying. I'm like, this is yeah, no, so it, bad. Literally, like, okay, yeah. hold on. Let's just put it this in. If you have not seen the movie, just picture this for a moment. I'm at a loss right now. Yeah, it's this oh, this right human so being bad. who's got a little robotic suit on is literally holding on to Optimus Prime as the that world is getting sucked away. Yeah, like everything's getting sucked away. Rocks are being ripped off the ground, and this little guy is holding on to supposedly the most powerful Autobot, whatever. And like he's holding on to him by the finger, and <laughs> saves Optimus Prime. Golly, I mean, it's, it's so, so bad. Like it's so bad. Also, this, the CG looks yeah. like it's straight from the stinking cartoons of the nineties. It's so bad. like yeah. it is awful. Like you could yeah. literally see like. Did it come out in theaters? Or was it oh, just it like did. a digital but, release? But oh, the, it thing, did. the thing is, is like, why? <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> why are They're the like, people... like, get this out yeah. of our cinemas. <laughs> why are the people the heroes? I went to see Optimus Prime, you know... And he was, was not he, even likable. No, he, they, they like dumbed him down. And then the thing that always gets me, too, is like, he's just getting his butt kicked the whole movie. And then all That's of a sudden, he's like, do. I'm yes. going to actually show you my power. And then just starts kicking everybody's butt. And I'm like, hey, why didn't you do that to start? <laughs> like, I don't starts a fight with like, I'm only giving you a 10%. <laughs> like, it makes it's, no sense. It's like Dragon Ball. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, okay. So like the, the whole thing is, is like all of a sudden there's these, uh, these transformers that, you know, it's called Rise of the Beast. So. It's it's basically the Beast Wars cartoon from the 90s, which I didn't pay attention to because I thought it was lame compared to the originals. Whatever. They work it in. And apparently these things have existed on Earth for a really long time, and nobody knew noticed that... Yeah, there was like 100-foot okay, gorilla. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're giant <laughs> animals noticed. that still look yeah. robotic. Yeah. Like, we, have, we have like satellite technology that can scan... Like the like, floor. There's the literally like a giant fifty foot bird that's made out of metal who blows fireballs out of its beak. And it's like nobody notices. So, which they one. didn't even know one another were still alive. Which is Yeah. Like, and then they meet like each the other later on. They're like, big. Oh, I thought you were dead. And it's like, hold on, you're robots. <laughs> Don't you have radio frequencies or something? Yeah. <laughs> like Optimus Prime can call people <laughs> from different planets, but yet you're you can, over here like you can't communicate oh, still alive. Um, our cell phones do that for us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. You're that's, like that's thirty why, foot tall. That's why the humans were the heroes of the of the day. Just, there, there was yeah. another part that did not make sense and maybe people were bored listening to this i don't care i hate the movie and oh, it deserves just, to be dogged on yeah it's so funny. there was a part to where okay they get this this relic that essentially is supposed to do this thing it's supposed to bring unicron which unicron actually looked cool unicron they did all right on that all right anyway uh, i'm still at a loss I, okay I'm unicron just... like is the guy that eats planets like he's huge yeah, he's, yeah, he's like a planet transformer oh, okay dude. okay yeah so anyway they they bring Big him guy. in uh, yeah so they're 
the bad guys are trying to bring him to Earth so he can eat it. His name for how on, for th- how th- cool he's supposed to be. His th- name is a little too close to unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> I think, true. Maybe you have a bad depiction of unicorns. Uh, yeah. Well. Anyway. Maybe so. Think this is the whole premise of the movie, though. I mean, just think about it in these terms. The premise of the movie is that they're trying to bring Unicron to Earth so that he can eat it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just He's a hungry boy. Yeah. Okay, so That's anyway, one hungry horse with a, <laughs> <laughs> a thing so, out of his head. So there's this relic that they get, and they don't explain this. All of a sudden, this relic, like this one little relic, he gets it, and it builds a whole huge two thousand foot tower. Yeah, it's, to space. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, we don't understand this. They don't tell us why more Transformers just start coming out of the side of this it's thing. It's so spawning from this. Like, it's like, like just yeah. coming out the side of it. Like <laughs> He's just like, you figure it out. <laughs> it doesn't explain it. He literally puts the relic together or whatever, and then just this huge thing just appears. appears. And you're like, oh, okay, he's having some kind of dream like he did earlier in the movie. And I was like, yeah. oh, no, no, this is real. This is real. And it doesn't explain why. And then just you just see the size of this building and just Transformers Truly the are like dumbest movie coming ever. out of it. I'm like, this is I just don't understand. So how do how do you mess up Transformers man? Yeah. Also, I I hated the people in it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just despise the people. I didn't like the Transformers. I didn't like the people. I'm like, you know, I don't know. Quit making them. Quit <laughs> Please quit making them. Yeah. You're ruining my childhood. Maybe Transformers 42 will be good. Get get the same people who've made Spider-Verse. How you just come Where did he come from? (laughs) Where did you come from? Why is this voice? Are you hearing this? We literally told the podcast you were dead. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, that. I'm not going to get into it. Get the same people who made Spider-Verse and the new Ninja Turtles movie to make an animated Transformers movie. It'd be fantastic. Just saying. That's my only input. Maybe. Maybe. He just came in here and started talking like you knew the whole conversation. <laughs> oh, he watched the movie. He hated yeah. it. No, he, I, I, he I know enough. He suffered. He's, he deserves we to be able to speak I, to no, this. No, I genuinely mean that when I say that. because I regret like, that whole vacation we took because of that movie. Really? No. But <laughs> I mean, I, I, I wouldn't blame you. It was yeah. that bad. It was, it was pretty bad. Man. Anyway, I don't. Talk about going to work. Going to work on vacation. I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there was truly a depression that fell over the yeah. household after that movie. What's, what's bad is we watched the the, the first, first make after that, and everybody's like, "This is such a good movie." <laughs> it's bad when the standards are so low that we're like, yeah. "You know what? That Meg movie. That's you yeah. know, did it win awards? Yeah. Wait, the, the Megalodon movie." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we're not fighting Sam back. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all I've got. I mean, anyway, I just had to rant on that because it was lame. Save your time, please. Yeah. Don't watch it. You just spared everyone what two hours? How long is it? I think it was actually like two and a half. It oh was, my god! All all movies are long now. It was. I true. know. Yeah, it, yeah. it was a Ninja dumpster Turtles fire. Movie. Like yeah. Ninja Turtles movies was. Good. It was. It was, it was a pile of dung to the yeah whatever it yeah. however you want to say it. It was the worst movie I've seen in a long time. I agree. Anyway, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> hey, join us uh, next week, and we will talk about um, the armor of God. 
and we'll go through um, all of that. So, yeah, catch y'all later. Peace out. Peace. Peace.